0: I asked the Lord, what kind of a message can I share for the Lakeside family, for our guests that are here this morning? And the Lord laid this word upon my heart. It's a simple word. It's summed up in one very, very familiar title, the title of this illustrated message. The title is Lifesavers.
1: was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. But on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother.
2: to fear Laughter hides in the sun. Субтитры создавал
0: Need the Lord. The bottom line is this death. I don't want to be morbid, but all of us have a date, an appointment with death, but it's more than just physical death. Lazarus' death, his burial in the tomb speaks of something far worse than physical death. Speaks to you and I of spiritual death. Spiritual death. From God's perspective, people that do not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, people who do not have a personal relationship with the Lord, from God's perspective, they're like spiritual zombies, the walking dead. Listen to what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 2. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. Paul went on to write in Romans 623, the wages of sin is what? Death. It's sin that produces spiritual death. Sin is like a, a dread disease that, that's 100% fatal. A disease that can lead not only to physical death, but spiritual death. Eternal death. Listen. Listen. You and I, we we can't turn on the news anymore without hearing of all the hate, all the crime, all the violence, the kidnapping, the molesting, the raping, the killing. The miasma of evil that engulfs our world today because of sin. Sin that leads to death. And many times... This sin that leads to death can have all the trappings of prosperity and, and pleasure and, and, and popularity. But hey, just ask Elvis or Whitney Houston, Justin Bieber or Lindsay Lohan. You can have all of that, all the popularity and all the money and even all the pills. And it doesn't bring lasting peace. There's still that, that emptiness, that void that only God can fill. Sin. It's because of sin over the next 24 hours. Over 500 young people, aged 10 to 14, will experiment Experiment with their first drug. It's because of sin that over the next 24 hours, think of this, over 2,800 Teenage girls will become pregnant, producing over a million abortions a, a year. In fact, over the next 24 hours, over 1,500 teenagers will attempt suicide. It's because of sin that terrible suffering has been inflicted upon America's children. Vast number of children today are are brought up in dysfunctional homes. Many of them are filled with emotional, verbal abuse. Physical and, and sexual abuse. Is there any hope? Any hope for our world, for people afflicted with the curse of sin? Yes, there's hope. That's what we as a church are all about. That's what you and I, Christian, are all about. There's good news. There, there's a cure for soul sickness, this soul sickness called sin. The Bible says, in fact, Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. Now, listen to what John chapter 11, verse 38 says.
1: Then they came to the tomb. It was a cave with a heavy stone rolled across its door. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, said, By now the smell will be terrible, for he has been dead four days.
0: Jesus had been away when Lazarus had died. We can imagine what it was like for Mary and Martha to greet Jesus as they brought Jesus to the tomb as Mary and Martha brought our Lord up to that place of death their hearts were broken within them Jesus In being brought to that place of finality. Jesus in being brought to that sepulcher. That place of closure. That place of death. Jesus. Even though they were afflicted with depression. Grief terrible sadness, Jesus looked towards the tomb and as he lifted up his hand and pointed his hand towards the stone, as Jesus lifted up his hand and pointed it towards the stone, (laughs) Jesus said, roll the stone away as he commanded them.
2: Lazarus.
0: No, no, not now. <laughs> That's okay. Give John Hawes a hand. He's doing great.
2: <laughs>
0: now, Jesus, first of all, commanded the stone to be rolled aside. Why would Jesus command the stone? To be rolled aside. Jesus had the power to still the storms in the Sea of Galilee. Jesus had the power to multiply the loaves and the fishes. Jesus had the power. By a wave of his hand. To roll that stone aside. Through the power and the authority vested in him. But he did not. I find this so curious. He did not. Jesus invited others to experience the miraculous. So he commanded others to join him in this marvelous miracle to roll that stone aside. Now, we don't know how many it took to roll the stone away. But but today, I'm imagining there were four. Four who represent a victorious church, a victorious Lakeside. Let's discover how these four represent the kind of church that God is calling Lakeside to be. In my mind, I imagine that first of all, I imagine that first of all, we have love. Yes. I imagine that it was love that first came on the scene to help move this stone away. Love appears and tenderly sympathizes. Love so comforts Mary and Martha, consoling them, ministering to them, giving them comfort from the Lord. She reminds them that Jesus loves them. She reminds them that God has not left them, that God has not forsaken them, that the Lord loves them dearly. Every Christian is called to love. It's the greatest commandment as the spotlight is turned on the preacher right now. It is the greatest commandment of all. Remember what Jesus said? Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, thy strength, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Would you agree with me that love is the greatest commandment? Jesus said it was. But I'm convinced that love is probably the most used and abused word in the English language. It's the most misunderstood word in our world. You see, real love is more than feelings. Real love is, is more than even words. Talk is cheap. How many times have you been burdened with something and somebody says, Well, I'll remember you in prayer. And then they forget to pray for you.. Now, love is more than a feeling. Love is more than words. Remember, Jesus didn't say, "I, I was hungry," and you felt sorry for me." Jesus never said, "I was naked," and-, and you felt shame for me. Jesus never said, "I was in prison," and you were embarrassed for me," or "I was sick." And you conveyed your sympathies to me. No, Jesus said, I was hungry and you fed me. You gave me something to eat. Jesus said, I was naked and you clothed me. I was in prison and you visited me. I was sick and you looked after me. Love is more than feelings. Love is more than words. Love is something that we do. Amen? For Jesus, love is demonstrated. Love remains the greatest proof of discipleship. In John chapter 13, Verse 34, Jesus said a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have love one to another. Real love. Real love is Jesus paying the price for our sins as he hung upon the cross. Real love can restore marriages. It can restore homes. And real love is lakeside's best hope for being a great church. Now, love over here has so much compassion for Mary and Martha. She wants to roll that stone away. And so, love walks up the stairway to the sepulchre. On the cliffside. In love, she stretches forth her hands to move the stone, but she finds, she discovers she cannot move that stone by herself. And so she comes back down to comfort Mary and Martha, and someone else arrives on the scene. Let's look at who comes next to help see who arrives on the scene. Oh, it's faith. Let's, it's faith. Let's welcome faith this morning. You can't have a church. You can't have a ministry without faith. Look at faith. Faith points to the Word of God. Faith says, trust the Lord. Trust His promises. Put your faith in the person and the presence of God. Put your faith in the promises of god faith faith assures everyone that everything's going to be all right because she trusts the lord and she trusts his word for the victorious church would you agree with me for us to make an impact as a church faith is a must it's a must Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says without faith it is impossible to please God I have found this out about faith faith starts out before you know how it's going to turn out say that with me faith starts out before I know how it's going to turn out one more time faith starts out before I know how it's going to turn out say it now one more time like a preacher Faith starts out before I know how it's going to turn out. Hallelujah. Now I'll come to your church. Yes. Yes. Just think, it was by faith. Noah, knowing that a flood was coming without a black and decker saw, built a boat, built an ark, and took his family on the cruise of cruises, all by faith, by faith, Abraham came home one night and said, Sarah, I know I'm a hundred years old, and I know, honey, you're 90 years old, but God has told me, we're going to have a baby, and God cranked up that dead battery of Abraham and him and Sarah, they had a baby from a womb that was twice dead, and no wonder God called the baby's name what? Isaac, which means what? Laughter. You'd laugh too if you had a baby at a hundred and age 90. Sure. By faith, Israel stood at a place where Pharaoh's army was before them and the Red Sea was behind them. They stood at a place like many of you this morning. You feel like there's no way out. But by faith, Moses prayed by faith Moses trusted God and God uh, created a pathway through the ocean and made a way where there seemed to be no way and Pharaoh's army Israel watched all their troubles wash down the drain that's what the Bible says by faith Israel watched the walls of Jericho fall down by faith Daniel (laughs) did not did not become the lion's lunch by faith those three Hebrew teenagers Meshach Shadrach and Abednego were able to say it's cool in the fiery furnace they chose they chose to burn instead of bowing by faith you and I can watch the vilest sinner become clean in the name of Jesus by faith we can see homes restored marriages mended by faith we can be a triumphant church for the glory of God faith assures us that God's on the throne and everything is going to be all right listen the doubt dealer is worse than the drug pusher so despite the uncertain times hallelujah it's by faith here at Lakeside, we can say, Upon this rock, uh, He has built His church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. By faith. Lakeside, keep believing for souls. Keep trusting the Lord. Let's walk by faith. So faith up here is, is so comforting, so encouraging, so Confident in God. She encourages Martha to trust the Lord. And faith and love now both go together. Hand in hand as partners. Faith and love go to move that stone. They ascend the stairway. They ascend the steps up to the sepulcher on the cliffside, And they put their hands to that stone. Faith and love and partnership. But these two... These two alone cannot move the stone from the tomb of Lazarus. Someone else, someone else is needed this morning. Someone else is coming to help them out. You see, someone else this morning that is coming is works. Oh, I'm so glad for works here at Lakeside Assembly of God. Works comes on the scene. Works hands out work gloves to love to faith work says come on let's go on up here let's try it again works first of all gets his hammer and chisel out and works breaks the seal the cement the mortar seal around the the rock And, and works shows each one where they need to stand as they position themselves On the rock. James chapter 2. James chapter 2. Says faith without works is what? There it is. Church, belief is not enough. Faith and works are inseparable twins. James the apostle said, You show me your faith, I'll show you my works. We need both. In the household of faith. By the way, I just heard about a new record. A new world record from the Guinness Book of World Records. What's the record for sitting still? What's the record for sitting still? The new record for someone sitting absolutely, perfectly still is now 5 hours and 40 three minutes but i'd like to call up the guinness book of world records because i I, I, i'm convinced that some christians got it beat by a long shot (laughs) listen jesus was not just people oriented jesus was also task oriented Jesus said, "I must be about my father's business. I must work the works uh, of him who has sent me." Jesus said, "We must work while it is yet day, for the night comes when no one can work." W O R K is not a bad four-letter word in the church. I thank God, Lakeside's a hard-working church. It takes work to man the nursery and to love those little lambs that many times can be so unloving. It takes work to greet people at the front door, especially when Brother Bulldog and Sister Doberman show up. It takes work to be an usher. It takes work to be a praise team member. It takes work to show up for choir rehearsals. It takes work to be a Sunday school teacher. It takes work (laughs) to touch lives, to invest time, to expend yourself so that you might be as one who who grabs, who who saves, who snatches, a brand as though it's falling into the fire, the Bible says. Listen, if we don't place a priority, especially upon our young people, especially upon our children here at Lakeside, the drug pusher will, the pornographer will, they got plenty of time. They got, they'll, they'll expend plenty of work. If we don't, the perverted will, the cult's will, They'll they'll do the work. Just think every generation is a link in the chain. If we don't reach the young of this church and the young of this community for Jesus Christ, if the link in the chain is broken in this generation, the funeral director will come in and empty out every pew. I must work the work of him who has sent me. I must be about my father's business. Will you be about your father's business? Your father's businesses are our souls. You might be a greeter. You might be an usher. You might be a hostess. You might work in the hospitality center. You might work as a Sunday school teacher. You might work as a choir member. You might work behind the scenes in the nursery or in costume or drama. But every single one of us are on a team. I could not preach to you this morning if I didn't have an amazing team all around me. We work together as one team to reach and to teach and to keep people for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! It'll take faithful work and ministry one day so that you'll hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Will a stone up here in the sepulcher, will it be removed with works on the scene? Let's see. Works directs each one to push, but the stone is still too heavy. So love, love reaches out her arms towards Mary and Martha. Faith still encourages Mary and Martha. Faith and love come down to minister to Mary and Martha, while works, continues to chisel away at the stone. You see, you need somebody to minister to people, while you need somebody to do the work of the church many times behind the scenes. Now, there's one teammate that's missing. There's one teammate that we haven't introduced yet this morning. Every church needs this teammate. Especially if they're going to be a victorious church. Every church needs this one. Vision. Vision. Welcome vision as he comes. Love and faith. They both point towards the stone. Love and faith talk about the obstacle, the hindrance that the stone is. And Show that it's immovable. You see, it's not enough for a church to love, trust, or work. A real church must exercise vision for complete victory. When a church loses its vision, when a church loses its mission, its purpose, it ceases to be a church. I have to be honest with you we got, we got some so-called churches in our area that play rock music, secular rock music, before their service and after their service. You'll never hear the name of Jesus mentioned. Bibles are not opened. I'm sorry, but I don't call that a church. Anybody can pull a crowd together. Many times we can be just one step away from being the Rotary Club or the Kiwanis or any other club or organization. What makes a church a Church. It's when our purpose and our mission, our vision, is to preach Jesus. Proclaim Jesus. Proclaim that there's wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, what can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus shed upon Calvary. Oh, many times it's not a pleasing message. Many times it's not a popular word, but it's the truth. Sin will send you to hell. But a savior will bring you to heaven. Vision. I heard of a church that lost its vision. A church that became famous for fixing up fried chicken. Every time they had dinner on the grounds like we will today, they became so good at fixing up fried chicken that uh, they stopped being a church and became the Church of God grill, a restaurant. That's why I got a caterer today. I'm not going to allow you guys to get good at frying chicken. (laughs) Vision. When a church loses its vision, it becomes blind to its purpose. Vision is is the ability to see as God sees. We don't see people as smart, smug, or sophisticated. We see them as lost souls when they do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Proverbs chapter 29 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish in lakeside ministry, lakeside outreach there's always always tremendous obstacles we've dealt with them this morning hindrances things that want to distract us and frustrate us but where there's vision God's people will succeed as our vision is in the Lord as our eyes are fixed on Jesus listen Satan will give you a thousand and one excuses why you shouldn't get involved in ministry. He'll give you excuses that it can't be done. Nobody's done it that way before. It's not possible. This is where vision comes in. Vision, look at him up here. I said spotlight. Vision, look at him up here. Vision sees as God sees. Vision says we can do it vision says we can risk it vision says we must be willing to attempt new things in god lakeside your church that you're sitting in these nice pews we didn't always have this nice church building you see we're the product of vision we stand on the shoulders of a people of vision It took vision to plant this church. Yes, yes. It took vision to build. It took vision to multiply ministries. It took vision to go from six missionaries to over 160 missionaries, ministries, and projects that we support around the world. It took vision. Yes, I had people that said it couldn't be done. As a young pastor, I confronted a, a man who said, we don't need a building. We can have church on the back of my pickup truck, out in, the, out in the field. I said, you go and have church. We're moving forward with our vision. Vision shows a different strategy. Vision up here shows a different way of doing it. Vision takes faith and love and, and, and joins works up there. At the stone works is ready he's got his work gloves on they get up there and and vision says I've got an idea I've got an idea let's use that branch as a lever I've got an idea let's use a stone as a fulcrum together on three we can do it and they use the lever And the stone sound effects is moving. It's moving. It's moving. It's moving. moving. The obstacle has been moved. The hindrance is moved. Shh. Listen to Jesus
2: Lazarus, come forth.
0: said many times that Jesus had to be specific and say Lazarus come forth. If Jesus said just merely come forth, every grave would have opened up. (laughs) He is the Lord of life. Would you give our real Jesus all the glory and all the honor? Great job actors. Lazarus come forth. Think of it. The same power that raised Lazarus from the dead could have rolled away the stone. The same power that raised Lazarus to brand new life could have loosened those old, smelly grave clothes. Sometimes ministry is not easy. Many times it's not spectacular. Many times you don't get the applause. But God sees everything that you do. Sometimes you're removing smelly grave clothes as the dead are brought back to life. No ministry is simple before God. No ministry before God is trivial. The Bible says, Jesus said, even if I give you a cup of water to give in my name, great will be your reward because you're a team member in the team called the Jesus team, bringing those from death to life. The Lord invites us to be a part of the miraculous. I want to ask you this morning, as no one is leaving, everyone is staying put, I ask you this morning, are you involved in a ministry? Are you involved in a ministry where you're reaching and you're teaching and you're keeping people for the glory of God? Listen, when we first introduce someone to Jesus, their soul was not yet completely one I'm winning your souls right now technically we have been saved we are saved and we shall be saved on that day of days when we shall see the Lord every ministry in this church is a soul winning ministry ushers you're involved in a soul winning ministry choir you're involved in a soul winning ministry are you a part of Jesus' soul winning ministry team if you are On that day of days, you will hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I believe that Jesus will say, Well done, because you have been a lifesaver. A lifesaver. Whether you're working in the nursery, ministering in Sunday school. Maybe you're a youth ministry chaperone. Maybe you're an adult teacher. All of you are lifesavers. I want to introduce to you this morning some people. Some people that have been brought from spiritual death to spiritual life, all because of lifesavers. First of all, this morning, Terry Denmark is coming. He has a special person to introduce you to. Come forward, Terry, if you would, this morning. Introduce us to this special guest. Oh, look at who this is coming. Terry's coming with our own faithful member, Gina Rapchik. God bless you, Gina. What is this all about, Terry.
1: The focus of the gas station outreach
0: is to promote Edge of Eternity. People are saved at Edge of Eternity. Your deacons and ushers pray out in the foyer, and there is no better sound to us. But when we hear pastors say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, we rejoice out there. And this is one right here that was saved. Back in... It was two thousand and five that we had the gas station outreach for the first time. And Gina and John Rapchick, what part of the line, Gina, were you in? Do you remember? The back of the line, middle of the line, front of the line? You it was, remember it was probably about six o'clock because so I was
2: watching or, the news at five.
0: Okay, so it was towards the end of the
2: towards
0: day. The end of the day. and uh, do you remember? Did I come to your you car? Did. I came you to did. your car. Gave me a tape. Gave you a tape. <laughs> talked to you about Edge of Eternity. Yep. Yep. And John and Gina and their family have made Lakeside their church home. Been with us ever since, all because of the gas station outreach. You love Jesus. He yes. changed your life. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Give them a hand if you want. Way to go, Terry. Amen. Be a part of our gas station outreach, amen. A new family has joined us this past year, and I want to introduce them to you. Would you come right now? Rick and and Kathy Henderson. God bless you. Rick and Kathy, help her down those long stairs there, Rick. Real good, doing well, amen. Give a good hand this morning to Rick and Kathy Henderson. God bless you guys. Praise the Lord folks, tell us your story. How long have you been with us? Um, close to a year now we started coming here about a year I'm going to turn you oh. brothers so they can see you right over here in that section. there we go.
1: Uh, me and Kathy and our family's been looking for a church for quite a while and, and we knew tonight that we came to Lakeside that you guys were the church for us. Uh, the pastors here and the, and all you people have just showed us genuine love and, and we're just so thankful know that this church believes in God and Jesus, and you guys preach the truth, and, and that's good enough, that's great for us, and we want to share that with everyone, and, and go
3: ahead. We have two daughters, ages 21 and, and soon to be 13. And both of our girls now are very involved and very active in, all, in the youth ministries as well as the young adult ministries. Um, Rick and I also attend many of the classes here and, and just just love loved and, and thriving on the activities and um, the ministries that are offered. Um, we're so thankful that Lakeside has provided all the opportunities for us and our family. Um, that's allowed us to um, grow spiritually, to grow um, develop connections and get involved, meet many wonderful friends and um, people here in the, the church. Most importantly, to do, um, to develop and maintain a personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, yes. Jesus Christ. We, um, we, Rick and I, were so blessed um, in March when both of our girls decided to be water baptized. Praise and the And we have just found this church to um, just provide us with so much help and guidance also in the short time that we've been here in raising our children. And, and bringing them up in the Lord, and, and what um, we we wanted to, do, we've always oh, wanted to do.
0: Praise the Lord! Oh, would you show your love to them? I'll tell you, it it takes an awful lot to stand up here, to come out of a tomb and down a stairway, and especially when you're you're kind of new still. Amen. And and and, and Rick, where do you work? What do you do?
1: Um, I work at Chrysler. I'm a skilled. Uh, um,
0: Pattern maker. Excellent. And?
3: I work at General Motors and I'm in um, information technology.
0: So both General Motors and Chrysler are aptly represented here this morning. We want you to be aware of automotive. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Beautiful. And I asked them to share that because it shows you two big worlds that need to be invaded for Jesus Christ. And when you are faithful in your area of ministry, impacting a family like this. You never know how their light will invade the darkness at the kingdoms that they work at. And we're so glad that every week when we leave the parking lot, we're entering our mission field. And so, Lakeside Ministry Team, God bless you. Thank you for being a blessing. the hendersons show your love again god bless you thank you so much lastly this morning as we close up i have one more from our youth ministry that i want to share with you who has been powerfully impacted by this church would you welcome Latanya as she comes Latanya parham Precious Jesus, precious Jesus, little Tanya here. I'll tell you, I've been watching her grow up here at the church. You've been with us, honey, for how many years now? Seven. I can't believe it's seven years. Latanya doesn't know who her mother and father are. Latanya was a throwaway a throwaway in the foster home arena of life it was in the foster home dimension of our county that latanya suffered terrible terrible abuse one day at school a school teacher noticed that this young lady had all kinds of napkins and toilet paper under her legs because her legs were bleeding so much. This young lady used to be tied up with duct tape on basement poles, all because she didn't measure up to what her foster parent expected. All because maybe you didn't say the right thing at supper or you ate too much or something like that. How did it go? Help me out, LaTanya.
4: <clears throat> or it was mostly because I used to regurgitate my food because like, I wasn't like used to eating. Or if, like, um, like it was hard for me to stay in one place because um, I was like a jittery kid.
0: Yeah, so stressed out. Terribly, terribly punished. And then one of our own here in this church, dear sister Cordelia Parham, took little LaTanya in. Praise the Lord. And not only took her in as a foster girl into her home, but then ultimately adopted LaTanya. To be one of her own. That's what Jesus does for you and I. Amen. Latanya, what has Lakeside meant to you, honey?
4: Um, yeah. Well, like, I remember my first time coming here. Like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know anybody. And I remember, like, Erica was the first person that talked to me. And then I started getting more and more involved with like the youth and fine arts and everything. And I think it was last year, Jenny, she did spoken word. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. I know I could do that. And then I asked Pastor Ryan what I should write about. And he was like the most, I remember him telling me the most powerful thing that people will remember is your story. Write about your story. And at first I'm like, no, I can't write about my story. My story is too, it's too personal. But then uh, somebody then just kept telling me, write about your story, just write about your story. So I walked up to Miss Julie. I was like, Miss Julie, yo, Miss Julie, can I do a spoken word? Can you help me with a spoken word? And she was like, yeah. And then I wrote down my story on a piece of paper and she helped me put it in order. And the youth has been such an impact on my life. And I just wanna say thank you to all the coaches and to everybody out there who helped me with it. So.
0: Amen. Praise the Lord. She's. Thank you, the Lord, for the youth ministry of this church. Amen. And when LaTanya talks about the spoken word, that's part of our fine arts ministry. And that's kind of like if you remember back in the late 50s when you're speaking prose and poetry with a cadence, with a bit of an internal beat. And she does it so awesome. And she represented us at, here at Lakeside just so beautifully. Gina Rapchik, her life was saved. Her and her husband, John, through our gas station outreach. The Hendersons were being lifesavers with them and their two daughters. And LaTanya, LaTanya Parham, thank you Lakeside for being lifesavers for this precious life here. Let's give all the glory to the Lord this morning. Thank you, honey. Amen. Praise the Lord. Bow your heads with me. Father, we ask and pray right now that, Lord, you would place it upon all of our hearts to find a place of ministry, to find where we can lay our hand to go to work, where we can love, where we can encourage and give faith Lord, where we can extend vision in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, help us not to sit still. God, help us not to say, let somebody else do it. Lord, help us to say, as for me and my house, we will be found faithful in serving the Lord. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed here this morning. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed here this morning. As we close this service, I want to speak to hearts. This illustrated message has not been really a salvation message. It's really been for church people, for Christians. But perhaps, perhaps you're here today and you're not sure you're right with God. You're not sure that your life has been saved and you're on your way to heaven, and you want to be sure. I want to make sure that no one's left out here this morning. I want to make sure that you might have come into this service with a disease called spiritual death, but you can leave this service set free, knowing that you're right with God and on your way to heaven. I'm going to pray a prayer, a prayer of salvation. A prayer that will make you right with God and cleanse you from sin, set you free from spiritual death. If you would like to be included in this prayer I'm about to pray, as heads are bowed and and no one is looking around, if you would like to be included in this prayer, I just need you to show your faith. And you can show your faith by lifting up your hand right now. Would you do that right now? If you're not sure, you're right with God. And if you want to be sure, If you're not sure that you have a home in heaven and you want to be sure, would you just lift up your hand high so that I can see it? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. How many more? How many more? God bless you. Yes. God bless you. Lift it up high so that I can see it. I don't want to leave anyone out. Yes. God bless you. Six hands. Amen. How many more? Up in the balcony. Yes. Number seven. God bless you. How many more? How many more? I want to be a part of God's team. I want to know that I know that I'm on my way to heaven. Yes, number eight. God bless you. God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you. God bless you. Everyone pray this prayer with me right now. Everyone, especially you that lifted up your hands, I want you to put your heart into what we're about to pray. Make this prayer your prayer. Everyone repeat it. Are you ready? Dear Jesus, I invite you right now to come into my heart. I believe you paid the price for my sins. And I believe you rose from the dead with resurrection life. I need that life, Jesus, a new life. Wash my sins away. Make me brand new. I want to go to heaven and i want to live for you today thank you jesus for hearing me for changing me for making me brand new i thank you jesus that i am saved the name of jesus i pray this amen